If you have ever thought about starting your own podcast, you should check out Riverside. Riverside is an online recording studio that lets you record podcasts and video in studio quality from anywhere. And if you click on the affiliated link in the episode description and you buy a subscription, you will also be supporting the podcast. And if you're going to start your own podcast or you just want to continue to listen to great podcasts, you need headphones or speakers. If you click on the Amazon affiliated link, you can get great deals on headphones and speakers. And if you make a purchase, it will also help support the podcast. Both links will be in the episode description if you are interested. What is the law of the land when you are out on the middle of the ocean? Who has authority? Does the captain of the ship hold authority over you even if you rank higher above him in social class? Does social class even matter anymore out on the ocean waves? Those questions today have obvious answers, but there was one time when they didn't. There was a time when the lines between authority and social class were blurry when you were aboard a ship on the ocean. But one man's death changed all of that. Hi, my name is Courtney Jewell, and you are listening to the sixth episode of the second season of History Show, a podcast about history that proves that sometimes fact is even more interesting than fiction. For the second season of History Shelf, I have chosen to title this season, Something Wicked This Way Comes. You may know that that comes from the William Shakespeare play, Macbeth. I am going to be talking each week about someone from history that was accused of witchcraft. But as we go along, you will find that the wicked I am referring to were not the ones that were accused, but rather the accusers. You will find that those accused were not obviously actually witches, but victims of people that were out for revenge and personal gain, and those caught up in the hysteria of it all. And for this week, I am talking about Thomas Doughty. Thomas was born in 1545 in Plymouth, England. Thomas was many things in his life. He was a nobleman, a scholar, a soldier, and a personal secretary of Christopher Hatton. Christopher was a politician that was the Lord Chancellor of England. He was one of the judges who found Mary, Queen of Scots, guilty of treason. But back to Thomas. He was all of the things that I mentioned, plus he was also an explorer. But what would make Thomas famous would be his friendship with someone even more famous than him, Sir Francis Drake. You may be familiar with the name Sir Francis Drake if you played the video game Uncharted or watched the movie that is based off that video game. The protagonist of Uncharted is Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake is a descendant of Sir Francis Drake. Of course, that is fictional and this is a history podcast, so let's get back to the facts. I want to make it clear that the star of this episode is Thomas Doughty, but sometimes to tell the story of someone, you first have to tell the story of someone else. And that is the case with Thomas. You first have to know a little bit about Sir Francis Drake 
before you can dive into Thomas's story. So, who was Sir Francis Drake? Francis was a fellow explorer and a privateer. He is famous for his circumnavigation of the world in a single expedition from 1577 to 1580. Thomas met and befriended Francis in Ireland when they were in the military together. Francis wasn't a nobleman like Thomas was. Francis came from more humble beginnings. He was the son of a farmer, but he would be knighted by someone that I have already covered on this podcast, and that someone was Queen Elizabeth I. You can learn more about her by listening to the episode I did on her, if you haven't already. When Francis set sail in 1577, he interfered with the Spanish treasure fleet in the New World. It is possible, though it is not certain, that he did this with Elizabeth's full knowledge and approval. England and Spain had been feuding and would continue to feud for years. If you want to learn more about this, again, listen to the episode I did on Queen Elizabeth I. So, it is possible that Elizabeth sent Francis on a mission to basically fuck with Spain. But no official writing of the mission has survived, so Elizabeth's involvement is uncertain. Thomas and Francis didn't set sail alone. Vice Admiral Sir John Winter who was a fellow explorer and a naval officer in the English Navy Royal, joined Thomas and Francis on their mission. These three men were equally responsible for the voyage, but Francis must have thought that he was more suited for the role of leader than Thomas and John were, because he quickly assumed the role of commander of the expedition. Francis assuming the role of commander caused the tension between Thomas and Francis to run high. Thomas was a nobleman and Francis was just the son of a farmer. Thomas could be friends with Francis, but to be under the command of someone like Francis Drake? To Thomas, that was beneath him. But Thomas took it on the chin, at least for a little while. The men had a captured Portuguese ship named the Santa Maria. It was renamed the Mary. The situation between Thomas and Francis was already tense, and it didn't help the matter when Francis's brother Thomas Drake was caught stealing cargo from the Mary, and Thomas Doughty was the one that caught him. Francis then took command of the Mary while Thomas Doughty was reassigned to command his flagship, the Pelican. Hostility grew as the men made their way across the Atlantic. Thomas and Francis's relationship was less than friendly at this point. Francis demoted Thomas again to take command of a tiny vessel called the Swan. This was far too much for Thomas to take. He could no longer grin and bear it. Thomas began to openly voice his complaints about Francis. During their voyage, they came upon a severe storm. This storm separated the swan from the rest of the fleet. During this time apart, Francis became convinced that Thomas was practicing witchcraft. 
The two would be reunited on May 17, 1578, but it was not a happy reunion. Thomas and Francis fought. Francis hit Thomas and ordered him to be tied to the mast. By June 3, 1578, not only had Thomas been put under house arrest and all of the sailors were forbidden from interacting with him, but Thomas's brother John Dowdy was also under house arrest and the sailors couldn't interact with him either. Francis had charged Thomas with mutiny and treason. There's more than one account of what happened next. One of the accounts that I'm going to be telling you about is known to be unreliable, but I'll still tell you what it claims. Sir Francis Drake's second circumnavigation of the globe is told in the book The World Encompassed by Sir Francis Drake. The book wasn't actually written by Francis, but by a nephew of his 30 years after Francis died. I'm sure you have already guessed that this is the account that has been deemed unreliable. In the world encompassed Francis, or rather Francis's nephew, retells the story of what happened between Thomas Doughty and Francis Drake. He said that Thomas and Francis did start off their voyage as good friends, but things turned sour when it became evident that Thomas had been plotting against Francis since before the voyage had even started. He said that it was Thomas's goal to overthrow the whole mission. Francis couldn't ignore Thomas's actions any longer. Something had to be done about him. Thomas had forced Francis's hand. He had to arrest Thomas and put him on trial. Francis gathered a jury of 40 men and the trial began on June 30, 1578. All 40 of the men found Thomas guilty. After the verdict was delivered, Francis presented Thomas with three options. Option 1. They could return to England and Thomas would have to face Queen Elizabeth I's council. Option 2. Thomas would be left in exile in Peru. Or option 3. Thomas would be executed. Thomas supposedly said that he did not want to return to England because that would require him to have a ship, and he would need men for that, and he didn't want any man to follow him since he lost his way, spiritually speaking. He said that he did not want to go into exile because he said that he wanted to die a Christian man, and he feared he wouldn't be able to do that in a land of, quote, infidels. So then execution was the only option that was left for him. And so he decided that that was what was best. Thomas requested to die a gentleman's death. And before his death, he wished to take communion. Francis granted Thomas's wish. They celebrated communion the next day with the pastor of the fleet, Francis Fletcher. Then both Thomas Doughty and Francis Drake dined together. And they dined and they acted like they were great friends. It was as if they had never had a falling out. It was as if Thomas wasn't about to be executed. But he was. After they dined and drank to each other, Thomas then knelt down to die. His final words were to his executioner, quote, Do this office not to fear nor spare. End quote. 
and on July 2nd, 1578, at the age of either 32 or 33, in Porto San Julian, Argentina, Thomas was beheaded. Now, I told you that there was more than just one account as to what happened on that voyage. A man by the name of John Cook, who was on the voyage, recounts events a little differently. And honestly, his story sounds more believable, and it has actually been verified. John said that Thomas and Francis did start off being very friendly to each other, but things started to change as they sailed along. Francis did not hide his disdain for Thomas. Francis started to blame Thomas any time there was bad weather. He said that Thomas was a conjurer and a witch that conjured up the weather. Francis also called Thomas a, quote, Sidious fellow and a very bad and lewd fellow, end quote. Francis tried to get the crew to testify against Thomas. One member of the crew, Thomas Cuddle, who was the master of the pelican, absolutely refused. He got angry and jumped overboard and threatened to maroon himself instead of lying against Thomas Doughty. When Thomas's trial came around, Thomas never admitted that he had actually done any wrongdoing. In fact, he actually kept professing his innocence. A lawyer and Thomas's friend, Leonard Vickery, came to his defense. Francis just dismissed Leonard by calling him, quote, crafty. John Cook claimed that before Thomas's trial started, Francis promised the jury that Thomas would not be executed if he was found guilty. He clearly went back on his word after the trial was over. After the verdict was handed down, John Cook said that Thomas was the one that requested his punishment be exiled to Peru. But Francis said that he could not allow that. John Winter stepped in and tried to save the life of Thomas. He said that he would hold Thomas on his ship named the Elizabeth. Francis said if they did that, they would have to return home without finishing their voyage. That meant that they would lose money. They would not get the treasure from the Spanish, which meant that the crewmen's pay would either be reduced or they would get nothing at all. Of course, the crewmen did not agree to this. John Cook said that they yelled, quote, God forbid, good general, end quote. There was nothing John Winter could do to save Thomas. So, what was the reason for Thomas's demise? What turned friends into enemies? It has been said that Thomas didn't like Francis taking control of the voyage. But, was that really enough to cause his friendship with him to go south? And what caused Francis to be so angry with Thomas that he would accuse him of witchcraft and put him on trial for mutiny and treason, and then have a man he once called friend executed? Well, we don't have a clear answer, but it hasn't stopped people from speculating over the years about what caused the rift between the two men. Both John Cook and Francis Fletcher said that shit started to really hit the fan when Francis's brother was caught stealing cargo. But could that alone cause things to turn so badly? Francis's family claimed that Thomas had had an affair with Francis's wife, Mary. And Thomas let that fact slip out after he had had a few too many drinks. There was even a rumor that is quite certainly false. That Francis Drake had actually been hired as a hitman to kill Thomas. The rumor goes that Francis had been hired by Robert Dudley. Robert Dudley was the first Earl of Leicester and was Queen Elizabeth I's 
suitor favorite and is believed to be the love of her life. Robert apparently wanted Thomas dead because Thomas could incriminate him in the alleged murder of the first Earl of Essex, Walter Devereux. Another possible reason for Thomas's execution was Thomas was a spy. Historians have speculated that Thomas was spying for the first Baron Burgley, William Cecil. William was the chief advisor of Queen Elizabeth I and was a strong supporter of not causing trouble with Spain. Thomas himself admitted that he had revealed to William the true reason behind their voyage. Francis viewed this as Thomas betraying Queen Elizabeth I. Or perhaps Thomas wasn't fully on board with how the voyage was going. Their voyage had quickly turned into a pirate raid and not all of the crew wanted to participate in that. John Winter had voiced his opinions against it. Maybe Francis needed someone to make an example out of, to show the rest of the crew that he was in charge. And Thomas just happened to be that someone. After Thomas was executed, the rest of the voyage was not all smooth sailing. Francis became stranded upon a reef of the Celebus Sea in January of 1580. Francis Fletcher gave a sermon that connected them being stranded to the unjust way Thomas was treated. For doing that, Francis Drake relieved Francis Fletcher of his duties and then chained him to a hatch cover and declared him excommunicated, even though Francis Drake had no power to do that. But he also didn't have the power to try and execute Thomas. But that didn't stop him. Thomas's trial and execution had laid the groundwork for the idea that a ship's captain was its absolute ruler. Robert E. Howard's Solomon Kane poem, The One Black Stain, is about the execution of Thomas. In 1980, a costume drama about what happened between Thomas and Francis was made for TV. It was titled Drake's Venture. And there was an episode of a children's TV series that aired in the UK in the 1960s that depicts what happened to Thomas. The TV series was called Sir Francis Drake, and the episode was titled The Dowdy Plot. The episode doesn't follow history, though. In the episode, Francis is made out to be a hero. We know that that is not true. But back in Francis's day, he wasn't exactly seen as a villain by some. And by some, I mean Queen Elizabeth I. When Francis returned to England, he did so on a ship named the Golden Hind. The Golden Hind had once been the ship that was named the Pelican. He supposedly renamed the ship to honor Christopher Hatton. Christopher's crest was the Hind. If you remember, Thomas was Christopher's personal secretary. When the Golden Hind reached the Plymouth Harbor, Aboard it was one of the greatest pirate treasures of all time. There was more money than England had collected in taxes for a whole year. Queen Elizabeth I got a hundred thousand pounds, a diamond cross, and an emerald crown. The investors of the expedition received a return of 4,700% and Francis now found himself a millionaire. He also was knighted by Queen Elizabeth I while he was aboard the Golden Hind. While everyone was enjoying their new riches, 
no one was bringing up what happened with Thomas. Well, no one but his brother John. John wanted justice for his brother. He wanted to see Francis punished for the murder of Thomas. Since the execution happened outside of the country, a special court needed to be appointed. And Queen Elizabeth I wasn't going to appoint a special court to try the man that had just brought her an extreme amount of riches. John refused to let go, though. He became a nuisance, and he was jailed in the Marsalshi prison. John sat in prison for a year. He petitioned for him to either be charged with something or to be let go. On the manuscript, someone wrote, not to be released. The fate of John is just like the reason behind his brother's execution. It is unknown. And that was the life of Thomas Doughty. Thank you so much for listening to the sixth episode of the second season of History Shelf. There are 15 episodes planned for this season. Next week's episode is going to be about Ursula Kemp. I hope you come back for that. A few things before I go. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, the Twitter is at History Shelf Pod. The Instagram is at History underscore Shelf underscore Pod. The Facebook page is History Shelf Podcast. And now this podcast is on TikTok. So if you are on TikTok, come follow History Shelf. If you want to help out this podcast financially, you can do that a few ways. You can buy merch from the History Shelf merch store. I will leave a link to the merch store in the episode description for this episode. You can become a Patreon. This podcast is always going to be free, but there are some perks that come along with becoming a Patreon. The first tier is called History Student, and that is $1 a month. And with that, I will send you out a thank you tweet. The second tier is called History Student, and that is $3 a month. And with that, you get the first tier, plus you get to vote in a poll that helps me choose the theme for the next season of this podcast. The third tier is called History Buff. That is $20 a month. With that, you get the first two tiers, plus you will get a handwritten note of thanks mailed to you from me. And the last tier is called History Lover. That is $40 a month. With that, you get the first three tiers, plus you get to choose one item from the History Shelf merch store. I will leave a link to the Patreon in the episode description for this episode if you are interested. If you want to help out this podcast financially, but you don't want any of the merch and you don't want any of the perks, you can still help out. On Anchor, I have turned on listener support. But as always, the best way that you can help out this podcast is to continue to listen. And there are a few other ways that you can help out this podcast for free. One is if you are listening on a platform that lets you rate this podcast five stars and or leave a positive review. If you do that, that would be very helpful. Sharing this podcast on social media. Telling your friends and family that you found a podcast that you think that they will enjoy will help grow this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, I have asked a question for this episode. Why do you think Thomas Doughty was executed? I would love to hear your thoughts. All right, well, until next time, keep learning, keep loving history, and come back for next week's episode. Bye.